Good morning, Century 21 agents. I'm excited to be with you this morning and have something that I want to speak with you specifically about. And that is probably my most favorite uh, topic when it comes to the real estate industry. Um, And that is our ability to do our lead follow-up. One of the things that's often said, and it's said frequently, is that prospecting is only as good as our lead follow-up. They also state that there's a there is a statistic that 75% of our business is done in our lead follow-up process. Just recently, I had the opportunity to be with one of our teams and talking to them and doing a call night with them and was going through some key points to effective lead follow-up. I think oftentimes agents will call and they'll just touch base and they're just calling to say, hey, just wanted to check in on you. And at the same time, you're not getting the result that you're wanting. I'm guilty of it, right? I, I would run into it a lot of the times in regards to, you know, when I was prospecting and I would call and do my lead follow-up, I often would you know, hey, just wanted to call and check in on you and see how things are going. And then really quickly, I had a great mentor in my life who taught me that that is not effective lead follow-up. And our whole goal in doing lead follow-up is to really get that that result that we're all looking for, right? So I want to talk to you about some key points to what I believe to be effective lead follow-up. As I was coaching with these, this team yesterday, is we were going through it and the agents very quickly said, well, yeah, I definitely feel like I'm just reaching out to people and just saying, hey, is there anything I can do for you and not getting anywhere with it? So these points are very specific, but I, want, I would love for you to write them down. First, when we're calling and doing our lead follow-up, are you truly calling with energy and enthusiasm? Are you actually reaching out to these people and knowing, you know, with excitement that you're there to help them, that you really are, as Everest would say, there to make an impact and a difference in the lives of your clients? The second thing I often will talk to is you need to be, before you're calling people, reminding yourself of specific things. And this was taught to me years ago from one of my mentors in the business is not just picking up the phone and calling them and seeing, but actually having the notes in front of you. I remember when I was personally out recruiting Heidi Castain, one of our agents in our uh, Union Park office. And she said, you know, Lens, the only reason why I decided to come to Century 21 is because you knew everything about what was going on with me as I was going through the process of getting my license. Are you taking specific notes? Not only that, but there's three things that I want you to specifically remind yourself of. Number one, are you reminding yourself of who your client is? What I mean by that is, are you actually taking time that when you're meeting with your clients, that you're actually writing down their personality style? You know, at the top of your lead sheet, are you putting who they are personality-wise? Because how we approach an expressive versus how we approach an analytical is going to be completely different. I might bring statistics to my phone call to help them get to move in the right direction when I'm working with a buyer, to help them know what the mortgage interest rates are, things like that, right? Where the expressive might be a little bit more on the friendly side of things and making sure that they know that they can find that house that has that party room in it, things like that. Um, so one, reminding them of the personality or reminding yourself of that personality style before you're actually making the call. The second thing is, are you digging deep enough for that motivation? 
Okay. Are you digging deep enough for the motivation? Meaning, are you truly digging in to see what is their motive? Is it that they just want to buy a new house or is it that they just want to sell their house? No, there's a reason behind why they're wanting to do what they're doing. And if you're digging deep enough, you can create that emotion to get them to move into taking action for yourself. And then the last thing is, I always will say is make sure you're taking copious notes in regards to anything that relates to them personally. Um, as we were working with this team, one of the things this agent said is she said, yeah, I've been following up with these guys for two years and now they're finally ready to buy a property and the client told her it's because she knew of surgeries and things like that that had taken place. So again, number two is to remind yourself of three things. Number one, the personality style of your client. Number two, your motiva their motivation. And number three is any miscellaneous notes as you're going through that. The third thing is obviously making that phone call. When, when you're making that phone call, I don't want you just making the phone call saying, hey, just wanted to catch up and check in on you and see how things are going. Yes, our business is all about relationships and we can all testify to that. And at the same time, the reason why, you know, like the Tina Hares and the Justin Udys and things like that have those great relationships is because they're the professional first and then they create those relationships. So when you're making that call, it's a conversation of, hey, Joe, this is Lindsay with Century 21. Just wanted to reach out to you and see how that credit repair was going for you. Are you actually calling with a call to action, essentially, right? Are you actually calling with an intent to make sure you, they know it's about business for you? And then, of course, over time, that conversation can obviously evolve from that. Then the fourth thing is, are you taking the time to confront your clients? I know we all, and I'm guilty of it as well, take sometimes confrontation sounds like a bad thing, right? And what I want us to understand and what Everest often talks about is confrontation doesn't always have to be a bad thing. And if you haven't read the book, Crucial Conversations, it's a great one. And Crucial, crucial Confrontation is even a better one. Um, but helping you understand that confrontation doesn't always have to be a bad thing. Are you using the level shifts that the office teaches you? Are you using the transitional statements? Help me understand. Share with me what concerns me, right? And are you actually taking the time to confront your clients? One, because you do know their motivation. And two, because that conversation is, for an example, we had another one that we were working with with this team is you know, they were calling and they had shown them some properties and they had shown some properties and it was, Hey, Steve, I just wanted to reach out to you based on what we've seen. Help me understand. I'm a little concerned here because based on what we've seen is, you know, we've gone and we've seen homes in the criteria that you're looking at, but it doesn't seem to quite fit what it is exactly that you guys are wanting. So is there anything else that we can do to get you guys the home that you're looking for? So in other words, I just confronted them and said, clearly, we're not looking at the right properties, right? And I'm confronting them to try and get that result to actually get them to move forward. The fifth thing is, are you calling them to action? Essentially, are you offering something to them? If I have that seller who, you know, is curious to what the market's doing, are you offering some type of CMA so that they can make a decision in regards to what they need to do to move forward? Are you, you know, if you have that buyer who does maybe need some credit repair, are you offering to see if there's anything you can do to help through the process, even though, you know, it may be two or three months out? 
um, and getting in front of them. The last thing is obviously making sure that you're closing for that appointment. And so I would often say is, are you getting in front of your clients? Are you making sure that you're in front of them at all times and trying to close for another appointment when you're in the follow-up process? You guys, one of the things that I would say, and I would hope that this would encourage you, is yes, lead follow-up is important. As we just said, 75% of our business comes from our lead follow-up. But I would ask yourself, are you doing it efficiently and effectively? And can you maybe take some of these things that I talked about today and actually implement them into your business? So one of the things I would challenge you guys today is look at your leads. Look at those hot leads that you're working on. Look at those leads that you need to follow up with. And are there individuals that you can maybe call back and have some more of these conversations with and actually, I don't know, confront them so that you can get them to move forward? Or maybe it is just knowing their motivation and actually calling with an intent versus, hey, I'm just calling to catch up with you, right? So. Again, I challenge you today to make sure that you're doing these things. And as John Syatt would say, give these things some thoughts and I'll see you at the top.